Blog Talk Radio. We've been bringing you the world of tarot. I'm your host, Dax Carlisle. I'm a tarot advisor and numerologist coming to you live from Tucson, Arizona. And joining me as always, the fabulous Mary Brown. Mary is the vice president of the Tarot Guild, director of communication, and she is also a professional tarot reader herself. Let's bring on Mary Brown. Happy Saturday, Psychic Saturday. Happy Psychic Saturday, everybody. <laughs> How are you? Isn't this fun? I love Saturdays. Oh, yes. It's a gorgeous day here in Tucson. I'm out on the patio. You may hear some background noise. I'm going to try to mute myself as much as possible during the show here. <laughs> but uh, it's just gorgeous out here. I'm just, like, really enjoying myself. Got my cup of coffee. I love my Saturdays with you. And, oh, wow, we got a great show. Not only our normal, you know, call-in show and so forth, but we actually have a guest today, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it is. We have a very special guest today, and I'll tell you, it's a, I am so thrilled that, that he was able to join us for today because I have been hearing about this man and his work, his beautiful Somnia Tarot for like, I don't know, ever since like people, I think ever since the Kickstarter started for it. So I'm like, wow, right. it's finally here. It's finally the time we get to talk to him. But, you know, and it's, yes. it's so, so funny because I was, I was getting ready for the show today and, and you know, how I like to draw a card of the day and post it in the Psychic Talk Radio Facebook group. Everybody, if you haven't joined our Psychic Talk Radio Facebook group, you need to do that. We have a page. We have a group. Like the page. Join the group. Join the conversation. But the card that I got was just like, I don't know. It just really seemed like the perfect card to keep up. The messages keep going and don't give up. And I just thought, like, wow, you know, that fits, like, so many different things that are happening now in our world. And, you know, I was looking last night um, through Nicholas's website, you know, for the Somnia Tarot, and I was just thinking, like, my gosh, how do you, 
how do you do all the work that went into right. this? <laughs> and I, and then I draw that card. I would keep going, don't give up. So I'm going to have to ask him about that if that was part of his thing. But for everybody listening, you know, the message with this, and this card, absolutely beautiful, comes from the great Eastern Oracle by mm-hmm. Rasuli. And it's about reaching that moment, you know, where you're working on something and you kind of have that last mountain to climb and you're like, oh, you know, do I still have anything left in the tank? Can I still get through it? And so if anybody's kind of having that kind of moment where it feels like, oh, you know, the complete, the goal hasn't been reached yet and they see what lies ahead and they're wondering if they've got that energy, you know, take that as a message, you know, from the universe to like, don't give up. You can do it. You can do anything that you that you set your heart and mind to. Awesome. Well, that dovetails nicely into the numerology today and the card that I got as well. Um, it's the it's a three day, the twelfth. One plus two is three. The the month is three, and then of course the world year number is six from twenty twenty two. So if you add that all up and um, reduce it down, 1 plus 2 is, you get 12, and 1 plus 2 is 3 again. So that's the, that creativity and communication number. And actually, 3 and 6, as well as 9, are all part of the creativity subgroup of numbers. So today is the day, and I think it's perfect because it's on a Saturday, Today is the day that you want to start that YouTube channel, that you want to start writing that book or get to it, you know, that tarot deck, you know, that you have on the back burner. This is the day to do it. But I also got the Eight of Cups for the card of the day. So there's some releasing that needs to be done. You need to let go of the things that you're not really ever going to get to that are on the back burner. (laughs) Touched it in six months. You know, you got to let go, let go of a lot of these things so you can move onward and upward. So that's what I got today, card of the day and the numerology today. I also did want to mention, uh, because I didn't do it yet at the beginning of the show here, is uh, we will be taking your calls later in the show after the interview. And you can dial in now and get your spot in the caller queue. Because we take the calls in the order that they come in. You want to grab that spot now. 714-816-4628. You can call in to talk about anything on your mind or get a mini reading from us as well. 714-816-4628. As soon as you get through, press 1 on your dial pad. So that lets us know you want to be live on air with us. And then you can also join us in the chat room at thetarotguild.com slash chat. Or if you're on our website, uh, thetarotguild.com. Just click chat in the navigation there. Join us in the chat room. You can ask questions in there. You can ask for, for a mini reading right in the chat room. And by the way, while you're on the Tarot Guild site, there's a, a search at the top of every page. So type in there Somnia or Somnia Tarot and do a search because I did an article a few weeks back and it's got images of Nicholas's deck so you could be looking at those while we're chatting with him speaking of chatting with him Mary should we bring Nicholas on yes let's do it all righty Nicholas Bruno hey guys how's it going 
Thank you so Welcome much. Yeah, to thank you for having me. Show. Absolutely. <laughs> this is so, so much cool. fun. <laughs> so I'll tell you, it, you know, the first thing that I thought, and like kind of when I was talking about, um, you know, the card of the day today, like I just thought like how much work went into this. This wasn't just – I mean, a lot of work goes into any tarot deck. We're talking like 78 cards, right? right. <laughs> so there's, yeah. It's not like just doing one painting or one photo or something. But you really go beyond. You're not just taking photos. Can you, You're a conceptual photographer. And Correct. can you kind of let our listeners know, like, kind of what, what does that mean? What goes into making a photo? You do, do you make the props that we see in it? Do you... You use real people. How do you how do you get it to happen to make these incredible, even surrealistic photos that you make? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with my craft, what I'm doing, I'm I I have an art studio based in Long Island, New York, and that's where I make all the props, the costumes, the sketches, all for my photographs. And my process basically starts with my dream journal, and I log all the experiences that I have during sleep paralysis which is a sleep disorder that I've had for the majority of my life. Um, I'll sometimes mm. wake up, my body's frozen, and I'm dreaming while I'm awake. And I, have, I see these figures walking through my room. Sometimes I'll have wow. like, a woman in a dress hovering above my bed, and she's like shrieking Whoa. in my ear. It's all very terrifying, and I document all these experiences. And once I have all of these documentations in my journal, I start making props, costumes, imagining what these characters might look like. And I go out into the marshland shorelines of Long Island, and I set the stage for these surreal photographs. So I'm not just taking the photographs. I'm also using self-portraiture to make them, where I pretty mm-hmm. much have my hand in every part of my, my creation, where I'm, my camera's set up on a tripod, it's shooting photographs, and then I do, I call it a performance in front of the camera, where I'm changing my costume, I'm moving it to different spots, and once I have all the images that I need... I piece them all together, not in like a cut and paste sort of way, but more of like a layering process. And that allows me to work by myself and create some surreal, crazy photographs on a really low budget by myself. Wow. I love that. So, I mean, it really (laughs) is like DIY to the next level, right? I mean, you're doing, how did you even learn how to make costumes? I mean, like where does that come into photography class? Right, like so, you know, you're are right. you sewing? <laughs> when um <laughs> when I was in high school, when I started suffering from sleep paralysis every single night, um I had an art teacher who encouraged me to explore that journal and start turning these journal entries into photographs in order to talk about what I was going through because I didn't know what mm. was happening to me. I thought maybe my uh, house was haunted or if I was, maybe I was possessed by like a demon or something like that. I grew up in a Greek Orthodox household, which was very superstitious. So it was only logical to think that maybe my house is haunted or something is happening in the spirit world. Um, yeah. but it turned out when I made these photographs as a teenager and put them online, I, uh, people reached out to me from all around the world and told me that it's a sleep disorder that you have. And I use art now as my therapy for that. And I speak to people around the world and help them use art as a therapy as well. So um, just out of desperation, really, I was making these props and costumes just by hand, like you said, DIY, just learning how to do it, watching YouTube videos, asking my grandma how to sew, 
Um, all these oh. little crafts help me do what I do, which is like a one-man production where I'm taking old materials, things off the side of the road, repurpose, repurposing them into new props and interesting things to include in my photographs. That's amazing. Thanks. That's amazing. Well, <laughs> you know, how did it go from that, you know, which, yeah, you know, like the saying goes, right? You know, was it Plato or whatever that said, you know, necessity is the mother of invention? <laughs> That's kind of what it reminds me of. Like you had to, you had a reason to to learn how to make all of that stuff. But how did it go from that into it, in doing photography? Mm-hmm. How does the tarot figure into it? So yeah. when I was I around, I was five or six yeah. years old when I went. I used to stay a lot at my grandma's house, and she had all of my great-grandmother's belongings. And she had this storage room in her basement with all her old cool antique things. I remember that I I found her tarot deck on one of those shelves when I was younger. And I I remember looking through it and exploring it, and she took it away from me. She's like, no, don't touch that. It's just out of superstition. And she hid it. And as soon as she went back upstairs, I'd go and grab it off the top of the shelf and look at it again. So that, that curious memory always stuck with me. And um, when the pandemic hit, I was really, really nervous because I'm a self-employed artist. All of my galleries were yeah. shutting down. All of my income streams were shutting down. And I thought, honestly, I just thought the world was going to end at some point. <laughs> so sure. I was like, I'm just going to do what I love and into a project and really immerse myself in whatever I can do while this is all happening and go out doing what I love. And I stumbled upon, I was just kind of thinking about those old memories and that one came to mind. So I started researching tarot a little bit, looking at the archetypes. I felt I came across a book called Young and Tarot by Sally mm-hmm. Nichols, I believe. And it was just amazing to go through and see these archetypes and, and then make parallels with what was happening in my dream journals. And I found this wow. really cool serendipitous thread that was woven between them. And I just really went crazy and started sketching and diving in. And before I knew it, I had sketched 78 photographs that – well, sketch the, the premise for 78 photographs. And I had the time to do it because the world was shut down. I just went into nature yeah. and I started building props in these costumes, bringing them out into the middle of the ocean and – not the middle of the ocean, but the, the middle of the shoreline in the ocean – and setting up scenes and depicting death on a I used I actually used a sculpture of a horse instead of a real horse for the horses during the, in the series and I shrouded I myself and I, I painted a big flag so yeah a lot of weird <laughs> things happened <laughs> Oh my gosh yeah I was going to ask you about the horses and and also just you know going back to what you were saying because before you said it I was thinking like man you know if it was me I probably would have thought it was like a haunting you know, to to have that kind of sleep paralysis experience. But you said you you hear from people around the world who who have the same um, sleep paralysis um, situation. Is it is it always like that where you're seeing these images? Because these images are otherworldly. Like I can't I can't imagine seeing that in my room what I would do. (laughs) So what's amazing about the, I I actually set up an anonymous um, submission form where people could send me their dreams without feeling like they had to reveal who they were. And I had thousands of entries from people all around the world. 
And what I ended up doing was going through and finding dreams that are almost exactly the same from people wow. either in Germany, in Spain, U.S., Canada. There's this underlying thread of this common experience with certain characters like the Hatted Man or the Old Hag or an incubus or like shadow-like hands grabbing at your throat that transcends yeah. culture. It's, it's something that's happening to people around the world. And for me, I want to explore that and figure out why is this the case? You can go back to as early as 1800s. There are documentations of the old hag and paintings of the incubus sitting on people's chests. So I just, it, yeah. it really baffles me that humans across the world, no matter what language they speak or where they're from, um, all see the same thing. <laughs> I, I just consider that kind of one of my missions to figure out why or at least entertain it and figure out where it goes from there. Right. Well, Dax and I did an an episode of this show on shadow people and we talked about what we talked didn't we talk about the hat what was it? The hat man, the man with the hat mm-hmm. it the and yeah, yeah and just we did. you know you know, researching to to do that show, it was kind of amazing how it's like a thing that you know, not just one person thought of, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. Um, Do you, do you use tarot like for yourself? Like now that you have created your own deck, do you do readings with it? To be honest, I'm not a reader myself, but I love Mm -hmm. being a tarot historian and I love diving into like the world's oldest decks and going on to like archives all the archives of the museums and researching the traditions and comparing and contrasting how people use symbolism throughout history. Um, I'm a total nerd about that and about the art styles used to create them. So that's more my world. And I love to work with people who do readings in order to get feedback. Like for example, when I was making this series, I didn't just make pictures because they looked cool. I made sure to do my research consult my friends who did readings from all around the U.S., and I I sent them my images as I was making them to ensure that I was communicating tradition effectively and correctly. I wanted to make sure that people can not just see my deck as like an artwork, but more of a tool to use to dive into their subconscious and really pull out some beautiful thoughts and maybe even dive into their, their shadow selves as well. Yeah, well, you know, there's something that, like, I mean, my gosh, Dax, you and I talk about it all the time, like, how many decks are out there and how many actually seem like, you know, people really, like, they really cared about the reader, you know, and the in the mm-hmm. experience of the, you know, the fact that, you know, these are the tools of our trade, you know. Right. Um, and you did, you put this out, if it, initially through Kickstarter, is that correct? This was actually an independently run uh, crowdfunding campaign that I did by myself on my site, and I'm just, I was blown away by the support of of my friends and the people who shared it, and the the people who who just appeared, and they were like, I believe in this project, even if it's not on a, a major crowdfunding site, people came and they helped me bring it to life, and I, I just remember sitting there just flabbergasted, thinking, wow, I can't believe that all these people believe in the project and they trusted me to do it, and I'm I'm so thankful for everybody who did support it. That's amazing. Yeah. Can, See, so, it can be done. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, wow, that can, that can happen. <laughs> because, right. because, yeah, we think that we have to be on, like, a – 
you know, like a, you know, a big platform and all, mm-hmm. all of those things. Um, and so what was that? How long did it take to, to get funded? Kind of, you know, can you talk a little bit about like what that experience was of getting it out there? Sure. Yeah. So I originally made the entire series before I uh, crowdfunded the deck itself. Um, mm-hmm. And the way I was able to do this was by going low budget, making the props, using uh, props from my old photographs that I that I've created, different costumes, and reimagining them, or s- stitching one together, or mix matching them. So I tried to be as resourceful as I could during the creation of the project. Um, I started in March of 2020 and ended. I think I finished the last photograph on November, the end of November 2020. And I launched the Kickstarter campaign, well, well, uh, just the crowdfunding campaign on my website, March 10th. Actually, the the one-year anniversary was a few days ago. (laughs) So um, it was pretty cool. Happy anniversary. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, So that that whole thing, I just built my own website, and I really just hoped for the best on the launch day, and it it worked out. You know, I don't know. It it was definitely serendipitous, and I know people can do it. I'm just blown away by it. Like, there are people out there who will believe in you if you put out the work and you, you really invest yourself in it and you share what you're creating with everyone, they're going to be invested too. So it's definitely worth a shot. Yeah, and that's a great message. It it's kind of goes along with that don't give up, keep going thing. And that's Absolutely. one thing I did want to – did you ever have that moment? Like did it ever seem monumental? Because it kind of feels like from what you're describing, this whole thing just really flowed like you were <laughs> you were supposed to do this. I I felt that urge. I felt something pushing me to do it. And I mean, it was extremely difficult because I normally only make maybe one image a month or one image every two months. But for me to create 78 photographs over the, the, the whole score of a year was unknown to me. So I really, really Mm. pushed myself. And every day that I wasn't photographing, I was making a costume every day. I wasn't making a costume I was sketching out the new idea or revising how I was going to portray a certain symbol. And the, unfortunately, we had the pandemic, but it was sort of a bittersweet thing for me where it gave me the opportunity to go out and create without interruption. I was basically just spending the entire time out in the woods or, or in the nature preserves of Long Island creating these photographs. You know, it's kind of surprising to me That's that... dedication. Yeah, you know, the, it was a lot of work, the, but worth it. Yeah, did you eat, sleep, anything, you know, else? Because that sounds like, you know, just a short amount of time for that. You know, most people that we talk to, Dax, don't you think most of the deck creators, it's usually like, you know, two years, three years. It's not yes. like that short of a period of time. That's amazing. I you probably know, and would have benefited from a longer period of time, but I really wanted to finish it within that gap of a year in order to have – I had an exhibition of every single photograph that I created that February, um, and that was mm-hmm. kind of – I gave myself that deadline, and I wanted to make sure I hit it. So every day <laughs> waking up, I was eat, breathe, sleep, tarot, you know, just sketching, figuring out what, what I need to do for each photograph. I would set up like four photographs a day. If I couldn't get one in, I would do it the next morning or maybe even stay overnight in my car for some of the shots and shoot it as soon as the sun came up. 
Um, it was just like a my mission. <laughs> I definitely look wow. a little insane probably to the people who are walking their dogs, and I'm I have a <laughs> I don't know a gigantic plastic horse covered in a shroud, and they're looking at me like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, just creating some artwork." They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> well. You know, the, the other thing that strikes me, too, and this is something I, I've thought about a lot over the years, is like this idea of, um, you know, when you when you put something out there, a work of art, whether, even if it's, you know, like something written, you know, whatever form of art it is, um, you know, it seems like it's that kind of thing where you have to, you're trying to hit this target of being able to do something that's like, unique, personal, Mm -hmm. and yet at the same time has a universal appeal to it. And what I thought looking at your work is how how personal it must be, how personal Mm -hmm. it must be to share these images that are right straight out of your subconscious. Because they're coming from your dream journals, you know, where you're documenting your dreams that you have and have have you ever um, kind of had a moment where you kind of questioned, like, how much to share or, you know, were you ever shy about being able to be that? I think it's bold, basically, to to do it. But were you yeah, ever, you know, um, it's especially yeah. at the beginning of my journey of creating when I was a teenager, I was so nervous to, to share, tell mm. people about what I was seeing during the dreams because I didn't think they would understand um, and until I started posting those photographs, as soon as I put it up, it, I kind of felt like a weight off of my chest. It's almost, it's, I consider it a therapy where you create, mm-hmm. whether it be a photograph, piece of music, a poem, a, a stanza that you've written. And once you share that and put that into the public space, there will mm-hmm. be somebody who will resonate with it. And I, I often am happy that I did it because it really gave me courage to kind of just analyze who I am as a person. It allowed me to to speak more about what I go through and also band with others who are going through the same situation. So it's, it's kind of, it it hurts at first to put out something that is deeply personal, but um, you can only benefit yourself and others. That's like the the main thing for me. I want to help, especially young kids see, I want them to see my art and say, I can turn my negative situation to something positive through a photograph or maybe a piece of music. Um, I think it's just extremely important for us to use art, music, dance, whatever we do as that transition period from something negative to something positive. I got a question for you from the chat room, actually, Nicholas. Mm -hmm. It's from Jason. So he's wondering, you know, now that you've gone through all of this, um, do you feel like the the sleep paralysis, the dreams, all those sleep issues, do you feel like it's medical or something otherworldly or a shadow person? You know, supernatural, right. medical, what do you think's going on? That's an awesome question, Jason. Um, so when I had my exhibition, I actually met a sleep doctor, and he helped me get a sleep study done, which mm-hmm. allowed me to figure out that I have an atypical form of narcolepsy. And that is what Mm. causes me to go into these dream states. And a lot of people go into sleep paralysis for different reasons, whether it be the atypical narcolepsy that I have. It could be sleep apnea. It could just be the way that they're sleeping, and maybe they constrict their airway. It could be stress. But no matter 
what is triggering that, you're entering in this space between the conscious and the subconscious. It's this very, very strange augmented reality that you enter during sleep paralysis where you're 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 still here in the physical world, but you're tapped into some other part of the subconscious that, that we can maybe not even access ourselves and you have this brief moment or encounter with the unknown. And I think for me, I want to consider it something medical, but there is that spiritual aspect of it where I still am just floored by how confusing it can be and how real it can be at the same time, where you really feel like this shadow figure is standing right next to your bed. Um, I, I, I don't think I'll ever know, and I don't know if <laughs> we'll know within the next 100 years, but again, my mission is to bring and spread awareness to the sleep disorder through my photography, through my tarot deck, and I hope that we can find a way to uncover these mysteries, just either through dialogue or mm-hmm. through creating art. Mary, yeah. that might be where the shadow people and all these other phenomenon are coming from, and it could be like maybe a, bri- a bridge to other dimensions through the subconscious. Yes. I can, well, I can totally know, resonate with that. Yeah, because it's like I, <laughs> you know, um, because there's a lot of, you know, people that, you know, consider themselves mediums or that they're having experiences with other dimensions. And a lot of times it is it is just that, we call it the, the twixt in between, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of weird kind of thing. It's like you're not, you're not awake, but you're not asleep kind of time and um, a lot of times they'll relate it to things like, you know, twilight or uh, dawn, you know, just those moments between night and day where people feel like the veil is thin, (laughs) so to speak, you know, where you can have messages from other dimensions come through and stuff. And and it's with, there's something going on in between in that space, I think. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I think our subconscious is happening. I'm not sure what it is. I hope we find out. But maybe yeah. it is. A lot of the people that feel they're seeing shadow people, you know, there's like this difference, right? There's there's like a little bit of a, a thing that happens where I think you're, it's so important that you're sharing your journey because, one, you're giving people a sense of like, hey, maybe you could try making art to help you deal with this. You're giving them kind of a a thing that might be helpful to them, a tool, you know, Mm -hmm. suggesting, you know, art is a therapy for this. Um, But there's a lot of people that I think are having these kind of experiences and then not even connecting it at all to it being like a physical issue. They really do think that they're, you know, having like an astral plain experience or something like that is it's kind of fascinating and maybe yeah. maybe we're and maybe everybody's right maybe all these things are happening at the same time it's it's like it almost feels like sometimes you're you're passing into the afterlife in some of these experiences because you really feel like you're about to die when when mm. you're in one and i'm wondering if it, like that's the case where maybe it's triggering part of our brain that maybe activates when we're about to pass away. I, I don't really know. That's like a theory of mine. But the, yeah. exploring the medical aspects of it and also using the art as a as a tool, it, it not only makes you feel better, it allows you to um, go in and make connections between, like you said, 
like maybe I've seen this character before or maybe I felt a certain way before. So when you're in that experience, you can become more cognizant of what's going on and make a connection, which not only allows you to leave the experience quicker, it also allows you to maybe confront the experience with less fear. Like, for example, sometimes I'll stay in an experience just to learn a little bit more, even though it is a little bit terrifying. I try to break that fear cycle just by using recognition or like I've seen this hatted man before or I've seen this woman in a dress before. So maybe I can try to Mm. ask her a question subconsciously. Um, And it's proven to be pretty interesting. Sometimes I'll get a response. Sometimes I won't. But um, it's really just been an exploration for me now. Yeah, you know, that's fascinating because it's almost like I do um, shamanic practicing, you know, shamanic journeying. I don't I don't know if you're familiar with that. And, you know, kind of that that's the thing is, um, you know, usually you listen to like a drumming track, right? You know, and you're you're trying to get into this sort of other state of mind, a meditative state, you could say, so that you can venture to the upper world, the lower world, the middle world. That's like kind of the, you know, the way it's set up in the the worldview of, of this practice. Okay. And it is always about when you encounter, say, your power animal, right? You're, I don't know if I'm sounding totally out there. No, not, <laughs> not. at all. No, I'm, I'm totally open. Okay. okay. I'm like, okay, I'm weird. No, you, I'll yeah, let you I'm know. open to everything. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, yeah, of course. But, but, you know, it is that thing of like, yes, if you encounter things, talk to them. Find out why they're there. Find out, you know, why are they right. coming to you. And I, and it's such a valuable um, thing to share with Break people because ultimately, yeah, exactly. Facing that that fear because sometimes, you know, hopefully a lot of these things aren't, aren't fear, too fearful when you're doing shamanic practicing or else. You know, people probably wouldn't do it too much, but you uh-huh. you want to be able to, like, have that, you know, like, you can show up in your own dream. Like, it's your dream is how I guess I kind of look at it. You know, it's That's like, awesome. hey, I'm here. I should have it. I should have the right to say something about it <laughs> instead of being love that. victim of it, you know. Like, yeah. wow. So it's funny, but all of this is, it's very similar to a lot of things that I think, you know, we do with tarot, with, with, we, that we do in the metaphysical space. I mean, we're always, mm-hmm. Dax, you're, you're the one that's always talking about. Hypnosis. Yes, he's really into hypnosis and, and programming dreams. So wow. we, right. we always tell people to keep dreams. a dream journal. Yeah, Keep a pad and paper Especially. next to your nightstand. Oh, I got a question, uh, Nicholas. What, what's your, if it's okay with you, what what is um, your strangest experience? Strangest experience. Um, I want to say, I think my first encounter with the old hag was the most strange and terrifying at the same time. Um, I remember waking up and feeling a presence in the room. And I couldn't move my body, and I couldn't really figure out where it was coming from. And out of the left-hand corner of the room, this woman emerged, and she floated upward and turned horizontally, like as if she was looking down at me, and started screeching in my ear. And I freaked out, and I was able to leave. 
I ran down the hall. I ran downstairs, and I was in my kitchen. It felt like I was awake, but <laughs> I got sucked back upward back into my body, and I was still in the experience, and she was still there. And wow. then I woke up for real, and I, I freaked out. It was it – was, I think I was like 17 years old when that happened. And, it's like um, you astral travel to the kitchen, but then was sucked back to your body. Exactly, and that that theme of I, I would you I don't really know what you would call it. would it be an out of body experience, astral projection. That 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 continually happens to me now, especially lately, maybe this year, where I'm actually leaving. I'm fighting back against some of the experiences, and I'm mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. leave and go out my door. And then I end up back in my body, and I don't know what I'm doing in that Definitely moment. OBEs. That's an OBE. Is there a name for that? Yeah, yeah, out, out yeah. of body experience, OBE. Yeah. Okay, OBE. Okay, so yeah, that that's been happening. I don't know. I think it's because I've become comfortable, and I'm so used to the routine of of this happening to me that um, when I'm not sitting there and being inquisitive, when I just want it to end and I need a good night's sleep. I fight back so hard that I'm. I just. I guess I just leave my body in a way. Um, it. It's definitely bizarre because it feels real. Like I'm able to touch the yeah. door handle. If my. I, if I somehow see my dog in the hallway, he always sleeps outside my door. I'm able to to feel his fur, and I don't know. Wow. It, I can't explain it, but it's been happening frequently. Have you have you studied astral projection or or any of that to like kind of see like if there's any? Not you know, academically, really, more just accounts. But. Right, because I was gonna say I know like people. There's a lot of different. You know, my gosh, people have written a lot of different books about them. But there's this idea of like there being like a a cord, right? That mm-hmm. that attaches us to our body when we're astrally projecting. That we can kind of use that to like get back in in case we're worried about not getting like I always wondered like what happens <laughs> if you if you can't you know get back in you know you know right. what happens then it's probably not not something good <laughs> I don't know. my most that recent one from last week I tried to find the boundary where mm-hmm. I actually exited my front door to my to my front yard and I I basically hit this this like I want to call it like an invisible barrier and I like bounced off mm. of it and it shot me backward back to my to waking up in my bed which felt very strange. Hey, but that's good though. So there's like some sort of like, you know, fail safe on this whole thing. <laughs> I think you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be I haven't died yet, so it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's like the dome. <laughs> Remember that TV show? Like there's there's a dome that you can't hit. Well, you know, why don't we make sure that everybody knows where to go to to see your work, to get the Somnia Tarot deck? And you know, is this right. this is not? It wasn't just a tarot deck because I I get the newsletter. I signed up for the newsletter um, right. some time ago, and you've got spread claws and everything else. I guess you made those too because you know how to do everything now. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah, a one man so band. <laughs> pretty much, um, but I can't I can't not thank the people who helped me throughout the whole project. For example, like my sister, my girlfriend, 
and my close friends were all the female models during the photographs, and they were totally awesome. Uh, and the people who helped cool. me out, like, for example, during the hanged man, I had two friends with me to make sure I didn't get stuck upside down and, and pass out. So right. I wasn't entirely <laughs> alone for everything, but I, I'm really thankful for their help. Um, but to find my stuff, you can search somniatarot.com, and on there you can see the tarot deck. I wrote an entire book on all the images, and it has the images within the book too. I just released the ebook as well, and I've created a bunch of products for the universe of the Somnia Tarot, like spread cloths. There's a letter opener. I'm uh, exploring a pendulum design right now. And some, uh, I made these wands that are really cool. They look like candelabras, um, but they're made out of oh. wood, and there's different colors of them. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look up Samia Tarot on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, which is Nicholas Bruno, and I, it's N-I-C-O-L-A-S-B-R-U-N-O. And that's where I post most of my updates and my new projects. I have a new video documentary coming out soon, probably the end of the spring. It'll be out. I like it's like a ten-minute-long of... experimental film, so it'll be cool. Oh wow! Wow! I like the Two mm. of Swords uh, T-shirt, just by the way, and and the, oh, the letter opener idea is really cool. The letter opener idea, the, the from the oh, Three of Swords. Adorable. That's adorable. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a match of the actual swords that I used within the photographs. I'm actually hold. I have one of the swords here on my desk. Um, the one oh, cool thing wow. about it is I have all the props from the series and I get to live with them and have them part of my home decor. Mm-hmm. It looks a little strange, but I enjoy it. <laughs> You're like living in a tarot deck. That's Pretty much. I basically lived through the the archetypes of the tarot, like becoming the hanged man or the messenger of death. Like it, it was just crazy to to sit on the throne of the, the hierophant and, and see what it's like to be what they were. Um, it was just a truly unique yeah. experience. And I hope that everybody enjoys the photographs that I've made. Absolutely, absolutely. Have you tried like? Uh, have you tried like grounding meditations, things like that? Um, I have. You know, I'm I'm not versed in meditation. The one thing that I do do is martial arts, and I really enjoy doing that, and that helps me ground myself. Um, whether it be like historical European sword right. play. I've done some escrima. I do kickboxing. I used to do wrestling. So, like, I'm very much into the the martial arts aspect of things, and for me, that's Perfect. the way I like to meditate. Rather than sitting, I can't. I can't sit still. <laughs> I'm always running. Around. Yeah. So moving yeah. meditation. I love. That's what I always called it. Yeah. I love to do tai chi, and to me, that's exactly that's awesome. sort of what it is. You know, and it's that sense of energy flow and, and just kind of, I think anytime we can, we can combine, you know, some sort of physical uh, element to, you know, anything that we're, we're trying to do meditatively, I think that grounds us even more, especially if we can do it outside, right? Because we're in nature. <laughs> yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so very much for for sharing you know just just such a unique experience <laughs> you know and, yes thanks you know, nicholas yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me it was really a, a, a unique opportunity to talk to you both and explore some of the things that normally i don't get to talk about you know <laughs> it uh, feels good to be around uh, people who understand so i appreciate that yeah well you got to come back you got to yeah, come hang out at the guild and, you know, check it out. <laughs> you know, we in. should, 
Yeah. We'll stay in touch. And thanks for, um, you know, just sharing your story and, you know, Mm. in such a huge way as to, like, share the imagery of your dreams and everything. I mean, that's incredibly, you know, it's incredibly personal and (laughs) just it's a beautiful thing that, you know, that you that you were open to doing that because I know that that's going to just resonate with so many people and yeah, they're not going to so. feel alone. They're not going to feel like yeah. I'm the only, you know, like they're the only one having these experiences. So that's so incredibly cool. We need, we need more of that in this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that. right. And we'll make sure we have your links out there so everybody cool. can go mm-hmm. to your site and check you out on social media and again thanks so much and you got to come back i'm in Thank yeah let us so know much. when I the, appreciate it. What, yeah let us know about the film yeah we'll totally yeah, do yeah. That. i'll be that sharing information soon awesome. they, uh, awesome. they're still doing yeah. the rough cut so once i have the the final uh release link i don't know where we're going to be sharing it what platform yet but um, it's going to be yeah. very interesting. It's, uh, I tried to weave in a little bit of my tarot inspiration into the film too. Um, it's mostly about my sleep paralysis work, but they're hand in hand, and I think everybody will really enjoy it. Oh, cool. Great. Well, we'll help you blow it up and put the, put the word out. <laughs> Thanks. That's <Yep>. awesome. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Nicholas. Bye. Bye. Boy, that was awesome. Wow. It's like my mind is blown, you know. I'm like, whoa, because there was this. And it's so funny, too, in a in a sense, when he was talking about, like, the, the hatted man and the and the old hag and everything, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is, yeah, this these is right up our alley. It's right up our yeah. alley, but also, you know, he's not alone in this. I mean, this is like uh, every culture, it's global phenomenon going on. Even the shadow people. It's fascinating. And fascinating. can you imagine like uh, live, living with all those tarot props around all the time? It's like literally like living in a tarot deck. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love I did, it. I used to always be big into swords, so I would love that aspect of it, you know. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting connections because you and I have the martial art connection, too. Very yeah. fascinating. He's wow. our kind of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, throw that in with anything like that with tarot, and then, wow, you know, hello, you're my best bud. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been all our lives? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going to go to the phone lines, but before we go to the phone lines, let's tell everybody what's coming up on the radio network. Yes. Well, we've got a pretty cool week lined up here on the Psychic Talk Radio Network. Our next show is actually going to be tomorrow. It's the Magic Universe Show with your host, Sharona Rapsick. And she is a guest on Scott Martin talking about bringing the tarot to life. Call into that show for free tarot readings and open lines. And then after that is the Wisdom of the Soul show on Monday, March 14th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern with your host Janice Fuchs, which will be followed by Spiritual Guidance Radio with Angelic Channel and healer Catherine Hahn, who's going to be giving free on-air guidance. 
And then Dax and I will be back next Saturday, March 19th, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern with the Tarot Today radio show. And we're going to have a guest, Lisa Robertson, talking about her Cirque du Tarot deck. Plus, taking your calls for free tarot mini readings. And you can find all of our shows listed by going to psychictalk.net forward slash upcoming. Back to you, Dax. Back to me. <laughs> hey, uh, I I did want to mention that. Uh, so we're doing the radio show here, and Amazon delivers a package, and it's Shiro Marchetti's Tarot Grand Lux. I got the deck in the uh, mail. I love that Ooh. deck. I have that deck. Hey, we should yeah. do a review of that deck since. Now we Ooh, both have let's it. Do a, let's do a tag team review of that. We just did Tarot Disassembled, and people seem to really like that. So let's do that. Yeah. Sounds good. You know what I'm going to be doing after the show, right? <laughs> Playing with your with your new cards, <laughs> reading the book, looking at the deck. It's impossible, right? You know, when it, that's happened to me a few times where it's like, the Amazon package shows up and I'm in the middle of making dinner or something. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I'm going to open it. <laughs> so, but no, you got to wait, got to wait till we're done. Well, that's with the what show I'm doing. I, yeah, I'm sitting here on the patio and doing the radio show. And I, I, every once in a while, I'm glancing to my left at this chair next to me with the tarot grand Lux sitting on it all wrapped up in its shrink wrap and everything. And I'm like, ah, ah, I want to reach over and open it up, <laughs> but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Because we've got callers, and uh, they've been hanging on awesome. patiently. We're going to take some calls, see who's out there. And, uh, hey, I just want to let everybody know, as you mentioned, we have a show tomorrow, Magic Universe. So if we don't get your call today, you can call in tomorrow, and you'll definitely be able to get on with Sharona. So there you go. Um, let's see. Who's been waiting the longest? It looks like area code... Two two nine. Okay, everybody has to wake up now. We're going to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Two two nine. Hello, caller. Hello. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi. Yes, my name is Melvin. I'm calling from Georgia. Hi, Melvin. Hi, Melvin. What's Melvin. going on? Hi. Yes, I, I have some issues. Uh, with uh, I'm on dialysis, and I go three times a week. And I'm having some issues with the nurses and, and the staff in there. Uh, I was on the machine, and um, I never, ever clotted. I uh, was having some blood clots, and uh, mm. I needed more heparin to flush it out. But this nurse, she I don't think she likes me, but I just want to know, is they doing something to my machine or making me feel this way? Because... All my blood work and all my test results are perfect, and I'm on the list for a kidney transplant. I do have a go follow me page on my Facebook page, and but uh, is I'm just want to know is if the nurses and the techs are doing something to the machine to cause me to clot up, because that never ever happened, and it's been going on for me all last week, all this week, too. Wow, I just had 
a friend dealing with blood clots, and it could be really bad. Yeah. When are you getting married? Um, you getting you getting you getting anything on that? I'm still shuffling. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I thought One you were second. already. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm uh, I'm already yeah. shuffling. Let's see what comes up on this. Main office and report them twice of some negligence mm. there that are you know been lied. Right. You know, I'm. I mean, I'm not getting anything that's indicating thing. You know, like okay. So from you know the question you're asking, it's like. You know, is somebody is somebody doing something sneaky? Are they doing something they shouldn't be doing? Right? That's kind of what we're looking for. Um, yes, and I'm not I'm not really seeing that. But the main card that I get here, well, there's there's two, and then is the two of pentacles, and that can be a card of multitasking. Okay, so it could be just a, like you know nobody's trying to do anything to harm you. But maybe it's like their their attention is a little split, you know. Maybe they're trying to do two, you know, focus on more than one thing at a time. Um, and then also the Eight of Swords comes up here, and so that can be, you know, sometimes when when people aren't, you know, the like they're not seeing it. Like, they're not noticing something they should notice. But none of this indicates anybody doing anything intentional. So that's good because you don't want to be someplace where, <laughs> where you're, right, like, right. you know, in a, in, a, in a medical facility and somebody's trying to harm you. So I'm not, I'm not seeing that anybody's trying to do that. Let's see what Dax is getting. Okay. I, I kind of agree with you because, like, I'm not getting any negative cards. I would be getting – cards indicating that if that was what was going on uh melvin have you ever had anything like this in the past any kind of uh issue with clotting no sir no i had a port in my chest and they took the port out of my chest they were using it Uh for dialysis but now i have a fistula a fistula gram in my arm and the way they are Mm -hmm. sticking me uh, the blood flow is not, not it's clogging up. So I went and mm. got a scan to make sure it had good, clean blood flow. And the other doctor told me it was great. I had good blood flow, but he said maybe they was going too deep sticking me with the needle. Okay. And uh, so Could be. Could I told be. the nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I told so the what nurse. What I want to say is, you know, just, just, that the main thing, your main question, you know, it, it's it, it's nothing on purpose, and I don't really even see negligence coming up. The, what the cards are saying is to look at the chemistry. I'm getting multiple cards about looking at the chemistry. So you might have to have a different hematologist look at the chemistry. And remember – we got to put the disclaimer out there. We're not medical doctors. We can't tell you what to do. We can't even tell you. We can't even tell you what's going on because we're not allowed. Okay, but I can tell you that I'm getting chemistry, and so this involves what's going on in the blood. You know, and uh, hey, there's no reason why you can't get a second opinion from another hematologist. And number two, if you feel really, really uncomfortable. 
there's more than one place in your area there has to be that does you know dialysis you don't have to go you don't have to stay at that place if you feel that uncomfortable about it but i would start with having a doctor even your current doctor but you know if you have a hematologist if you don't have one you know get a hematologist have them look at the blood because that's that's what's showing up in the cards is it's chemistry chemistry keeps popping up in my head chemistry well do you Mm. see yes sir do you see do you all see this gonna uh continue to happen because uh my i did get checked and they x-rayed it and they scanned my arm but they stick me in Mm -hmm. but is the will I have this issue anymore when I go back? Because my machine kept going off, going off, and I'm thinking it may be the machine. It's something that they'd have done, but I do know that uh, I'm supposed to be on K2, and they've been putting me on K3 and giving me more protein back in my body, and it causes me to uh, that could cause me to have a heart attack or a stroke. And so they mm. had to switch me back to. Uh, K2, and uh, mm. so they cleared that up, but do you all see me clotting again when I go back on my uh, any 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 other day? I think it's still a possibility, honest, to be honest. You know, I, I, I don't want to give bad news, but hey, I, right. when I'm looking at it, it looks like it, it could happen again, you know, and so you got to get to what the... What the root, you know, and I can't tell you that. I can't, I really I can't tell you that from looking at tarot cards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, all I can yes, do sir. is give you surrounding information, you know. And like I told you, the thing that was popping in my head was chemistry. I don't know what that means. I'm not a hematologist, so you you need to, you know. I would get a second opinion. I go to an, a different hematologist and have everything looked at, all the blood work looked at once again. It it can't hurt, you know, to to do that. But yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what I'm saying is that I I drew more cards, Mary, specifically for yeah. his second question there, and and what I'm getting is that unless something changes, yes, you know, it's it's uh, uh, a possibility for it to happen again. Because it doesn't look like it's been cleared up, whatever the issue was. Yeah, and, and yeah, we gotta and leave I, it there, Melvin, because we got a lot of calls. We gotta move on. <laughs> okay, but I'm go sorry. Ahead, but yeah, thanks. Okay. No, it's okay. Thanks for calling. But make sure that you do talk to somebody, because that's mainly what I pulled on this was like two two pages. Pages to me are about communication, so you need to keep telling them. You know, it to. Advocate mm-hmm. for yourself, you know. We always have to advocate, advocate for, for ourselves. Yourself. Okay, thanks Absolutely. so much for calling, Melvin. Thanks, Melvin. And we're going to go now to the next caller that's been waiting the longest, area code 310. I can't look to you. Caller, what's your name? going on with you? And I, but I didn't want to. Hello? 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 Are you there? Hi, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Vince. Calling from New York. Hi, Vince. Hi. Hi, Vince. All right. How are you? Good. What do you want to talk about today? Well, um, I'm starting a new job on Monday. I was supposed to start last week, and they pushed it back a week, um, and no one notified me. So anyway, um, 
the there's only one little problem with this job. Um, in November, I got, I uh, I think it was actually December actually. I got fired from a job that um, because they said I did some unsafe act. I was blamed for something I didn't do. And even though I told them I'd be willing to sign an affidavit and take a lie detector test, they believed the other guy and not me. So I was fired. And this was a metal container company. And the problem is with this new job that I'm starting, it's a huge brewery. And the metal container company that I worked at was is owned by this brewery. So it's um it's a whole new division and a whole new uh, area that I'm working at. So I'm wondering, um, they know that I worked at this company, but they didn't bring in the question about whether I got fired or left or anything like that. So I'm wondering if they're going to find out and if they're going to let me go because of that or if they're going to give me a shot or what's going to happen with that. Mm. Are they going to give you a chance even if they if that does come up, right? Right. Okay. Okay, Dax, whose turn is it to go first? I can't remember. <laughs> is it it's mine, me. yours? What? It's me, and you know, I I'm getting that you're in the midst of a transition, and it it definitely <laughs> looks like you're you're beyond that now. So I don't think it's really going to be an issue. It, it, that doesn't mean it's it's clear sailing because ahead I'm seeing. Yeah, you know, maybe some sleepless nights over, you know, this new job. Uh, but it has to do with the actual what you're going to be doing now, not this past stuff. I think you're past that. I think uh, it's not going to come up, or if it does come up, it's it, they're still going to give you a chance. Um, I think, if anything, it's going to be how you feel about what you're doing in the new position, if there's right. any issues. That's what it's actually going to be. But let's see what Mary's getting. She might have some additional info on this. What you get, Mary? Well, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with the idea of being passive. I get the tower card, but it comes up in the past position, and it seems like going forward, it's really like the focus is on like a new skill set. So I don't know what it is about this this new job that you're doing, um, but it. De- seems like you do like develop like additional skills in doing it and it's something new is is you know this is seems like it's something that you really haven't done before that ends up coming up on the job that might be what you know is maybe a little nerve-wracking at, at first but then you get the hang of it so i i don't think that this <laughs> what happened in the past is going to haunt you basically in this okay. job I, I think it's about, you know, focusing on, like, this mm-hmm. new chapter instead. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, Vince. Okay. Yeah, thanks for calling, Vince. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we got to move quickly, see if we can get through a couple more of these, maybe. Uh, there's area code 919 is the next caller. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, my name is Kay, and I'm calling from Georgia. Hi, Kay. Hi, thank you so much for taking the call. I've enjoyed it thus far. Oh, wonderful. Did you listen to our interview with Nicholas? Yes, I've had that uh, astro, uh, 
I'm glad you put a name to it because I didn't know that. I've experienced that, so I didn't know what that was. It was very bright. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But thank See, you. There you go. Thank you. A lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even realize it. What did you want to chat about? Did you want a mini reading? Um, yes, I wanted to ask about career opportunities. Uh, I have been applying for different jobs and, and had a few interviews, but um just wondering, do you see something coming along soon? Okay, I think it's my turn to go first here. So do we see anything mm-hmm. coming along soon as far as job opportunities? You've been putting the word out and got the hooks in the water <laughs> looking for one. Yes. <laughs> so what do we see happening here? Okay, so, okay, yes. Okay, that, that that looks good actually. Okay, so something coming up soon. I'm seeing April as far as the time frame okay. on this. Okay, so that's you okay. know we got to okay. still get through the rest of March, probably around mid-April, five weeks from now. Um, okay. And it's something that you are you're like already like you're already equipped to do it in a sense that it's not going to be like a big learning curve. It's not going to be something where you're like, gee, I don't know if I can do this. It's it's totally going to be something that you're quite capable of doing. So, and it looks good. And in the end here, we've got the strength card and I got the emperor card too. And to me, that is really, those both cards are really good because the the emperor for me is like, okay, you know, they, they gives us that sense of stability, a sense of structure as well, the kind of a sense of like, okay, it makes you feel like everything's in order now, you know, I've got it together. Yeah. Let's see what Dax is getting. I was having trouble with my mute button. Yeah, yeah, I was having trouble because I'm using this new setup where I'm I'm going through Google Voice actually, and uh, I have to jump over to the page with it on there to hit the mute button and then sometimes you click but it doesn't actually do anything and you have to click again <laughs> and it's like oh. <laughs> it's okay. crazy it's crazy so the message I'm getting it, it's looking really good because we end up with the, the three of cups you know that's the celebration card um, but Yay. it looks like the message is that uh, the tarot wants you to uh, take a step back from everything and really take a good look on what doing really, not just applying for the next job kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I got that, I got that something's coming up. But so the answer to your question, you know, as far as like just straightforward, yes, no, are you going to get something? Yeah, and I'm getting a. Um, three weeks in my timing. So it kind of fits in. I mean, that brings me into April right around the same time as, as Mary was saying, as far as the Mm -hmm. timing on this goes, but you're not going to, I get the feeling you're not going to stay at that position. I I feel like it's going Mm. to be a temporary thing. And I think this has something to do with uh, the message about taking a step back from the whole thing. It's almost like you're too close to it. it it's like, uh, I, I need another J-O-B and, you know, I'm doing some applying and, and so forth. And your, your headspace is, you know, this is what I do. This is what I've always done. 
uh, you're not thinking outside the box. You're you're so worried about like the next job as opposed to just stepping back from all of that and looking at the big picture. Is this even what I want to be doing anymore? You know, I have mm, other skills, okay. or I've I've always wanted to do this. You know, and so maybe you this job comes through, but then you start working on something else in the background and then that eventually takes over at some point where you end up doing something that is more fulfilling. I'm getting fulfilling for you. That's what you want to focus on. What makes your heart sing? I can see that because there's something I I want to do and yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You want to, you want to focus and work on, what it is that you really want to do. Now that doesn't mean you don't take the interim job. You, of course you take the interim job, but you know, your focus should be on what you really want to end up doing. That's going to be a fulfilling experience. And especially if you're helping other people, that's golden right there. Solving someone else's problem. Okay. There you go. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you very much. Blessings to you both. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for calling. Weekend, okay? Yeah. And then let's see. We got time for one more call. It's area code eight five six. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi guys, how are you? It's Rose Maria from New Jersey. Hi, Hi Rose Maria. <laughs> I know that name. How are you? It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Uh, whatever you can get. Um still looking for a job and trying to get back on my feet and a lot of chaos going on. I've been getting messages and I don't know what to do next. <laughs> so sort of like, where am I going? <laughs> What's going right, on? Is there, here is there a tree or moving to a different one? So I'm not sure. Right. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Whose turn is it? Is it you? I can't remember. I think it's you, Dex. Oh, oh, I no, can't you, either. You, what you 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 went second on the last call, so yeah, so you're up next. You're up oh, first. Okay, let's see what the cards have to say <laughs> to, to Rosemary here. Okay, so all that stuff going on, messages, chaos. Is there a job? Is yeah, you know, look, it is a little chaotic right now, right? It's like kind of um. Hmm. Uh, challenging, I guess, is one way I would describe it. <laughs> you know? right. but, but but I do think that if things are going to start moving in a in a more um, yeah, I get the sense of like, okay, you know, you you're going to be able to manage things better going forward. Um, as far as a job. There are some possibilities here. You know, there's I get a lot of court cards that come up here. You know, out of three out of five cards are court cards, right? So we've got the we've got the King of Cups, the Queen of Swords, and also the Knight of Swords. And the Knight of Swords is the, is the, really the central card here, and it's really saying like, okay, you know, let's get that clarity in our head, right? You know, the Knight of Swords is great because it's like, okay. I can move forward, and I've got to have that idea, and I've got to follow through with it. So this is really saying, like, as much as you can, 
eliminate distractions so that you can really focus and prioritize what you need to get done in order to kind of get your life in the shape you want it to be in. Right now, it's like kind of chaotic, and it's almost like all these things coming at you at once, and you're like, oh, okay, I gotta, I'm trying to move forward here, and it's like moving to quicksand or something. Um, I think that that is going to pass. I think in the in the next couple months, you're going to start feeling like, okay, you know, I've got a real sense of, of direction I'm headed in. I think things will fall into place. So job it being one of them, but it's really about getting that focus and like shutting out the noise because it's like you've got a lot of chaotic energy just sort of flying around you, um, maybe coming from other people since we're seeing other people uh, come up a lot in these cards. But, yeah, I, I think things are going to start, you know, like the clouds are going to start lifting. You know, but it really comes down to like you being able to like just stay focused on what you want to do and prioritize. What do I have to get, what do I need to make happen in order to get my life where I want it to be? But let's see what Dax is getting. Mm, this is very interesting. You know, the tarot often tells us what we need to know right now versus what we're asking about. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not getting anything regarding the next J-O-B, Rosemaria. It's just the tarot's going, no, no. You know, it's like this is what you need to know. It, it's actually very similar to the last caller. In fact, one of the cards I got for the last caller, which was in the future position, the Three of Cups, that celebration card, uh, in your spread, it showed up first. Okay, so that's more like towards the past. So the 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 cards are saying, look to the past, what it was, or what it is that makes you happy. What do you celebrate? What what do you enjoy? And then the main focus is the world card. Okay. And then after that, the Knight of Swords is rushing into the world card. Swords are thoughts and ideas. And he's got a single, as opposed to other cards in the deck, he has just the one sword, the one idea, and he's running with it. And he's zooming in towards the world. So what does that tell us? The world card says, that really it's all open to you right now. Your problem is focus. Your problem is not the next J-O-B. Your problem is like the last caller where you should be looking to the past, what makes me joyful, and how can I tie that in with I solve somebody else's problem? And that's how you're going to be really successful. It, and it may be working in an industry or working in a job. I don't think it is really. I think it's you doing your own thing. I think it's uh, the entrepreneurial spirit is what I'm feeling. And really figuring that out. And, yes, you may have to acquire new skills. You may not. You may already have the skills, but it, it could be a possibility. But in today's day and age, it is so easy to acquire the skills that you need to solve whatever problem that you're solving that has to do somehow with something from your past where it's what makes your heart sing. Okay. So you want to look at, okay, what problem do I solve in relation to something? You know, first you have to find out what it is that really makes you excited, makes you celebrate. 
and then go, okay, what's a, what's a problem that's involved in that? You know, let's say, and, and this has nothing to do with you, Rosemaria, but I'm just going to throw out an example so people can kind of figure out what I'm talking about here. So your favorite thing in the world is golfing. You love golfing. Okay, what's a problem with golfing? Oh, okay, some people have problems with chip shots. Okay, how can I solve that problem for people? I may have to acquire additional skills in order to do that, but I go and get the skills, and now I'm the go-to person that helps everybody fix their chip shot, <laughs> you know, or their drive, or you know, or what, whatever it is. I don't know anything about golf, so I'm just throwing terms out that I have no clue what I'm saying. But uh, you get the idea. It's like it's you got to get that idea first. You got to look to the, it's saying look to the past. What may make makes you excited it could be music it could be some kind of art it could be uh anything technology gets you excited you know uh and then you're going to figure out how you're going to solve a big problem the bigger the problem the more value it has the bigger the problem that you can solve for somebody the more you can charge you know and then you're going to figure out how do i solve that problem do i need additional skills okay i'm going to go on udemy and i'm going to spend 12 bucks and i'm going to take this course on this and i'm going to spend 19 bucks and 10 bucks over here and take a course on this and a course on this you're, you're going to get the skills you need you know where you can solve this problem it's not about finding the next job it's finding out how you could be of service and create value for other people. That's what the cards are saying. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks a, so much for calling. Yeah, take a look it's, at that and give us a call back. Let us know how it know goes. Come up with. Yeah, so your homework <laughs> is what is it that makes my heart sing? And if you get stuck there, call back in. We'll pull more cards and see if we can get you going. Yeah. Yeah. If you get stuck there, we'll work on that one. Because <laughs> that's important to know. Right. Cool. So enjoy Appreciate the rest of your weekend, Rose Maria. Boy, this was a great show. I'm so excited. This I got the tarot grand so much fun. in my hand. With the, I got the shrimp, shrink wrap on it here. You know, I'm so excited. <laughs> New deck. New, the, that new deck feeling. <laughs> I know. I hope I like it because you know I I need another new kind of uh, go to deck. You know, my go to deck's been Legacy of the Divine Tarot. Also, by I've been using that for since it came out, <laughs> so yeah. eleven years or something. You know, and the deck is getting really you know in bad shape and. Uh, I only use physical decks, as I've said many times on the show, uh, for in-person readings. Uh, although, you know, now that we're doing more video, I think I'm going to have to start actually pulling cards from decks, Mary. So that's why I, I wanted to get you know Yay. some new decks, you know, and and something that looks really pretty that I can use with clients and also for our videos oh. and. It's gorgeous. I'm not going to try to spoil it. Yeah, I want you to have that shrink wrap <laughs> opening experience. But, yeah, I can't imagine. It's it's a great deck. <laughs> it really is. Awesome. So, everybody, don't forget to tune in 
tomorrow for Magic Universe with our fabulous Sharona Rapsik. And um, actually, let me look here. So she's having Scott Martin on, which is going to be great. Bringing the Tarot to Life. I don't have that book. I should get that book. Um, and I wanted to mention, of course, we'll be back next Saturday. Lisa Robertson, right? Cirque du Tarot. Yes. Cirque du Tarot, and I did a review of Lisa's deck. It's in our video section on the Tarot Guild site if everybody wants to look at that and see see what we're talking about. It's really a unique deck, and that'll be fun to talk to her about that. It's really a fun deck. So they could go over to the circuit. TheTarotGuild.com, and in that search bar that we said, you know, search Somnia to see Nicholas's images, you can put Cirque in there, you know, and yeah. and search, and you'll get the review will pop up. You can also scroll through all the videos in the video section, but it's just easier if you do a search. Yep, awesome sauce. Alrighty, so we'll be seeing you soon. I'll be. I'll be back on Monday, actually, for our live. If you're not in the Facebook group, 6,800 members, the Tarot Guild face bet out and join, and then you'll know when we're live. It's going to be, I I think it's at uh, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be Sharona and me. Awesome. On Tuesday? On Tuesday, yeah. Excellent. Awesome sauce. Looking forward to that. Bye, everybody. So goodbye, Mary. Bye, Dax. Bye, everybody. Happy Psychic Saturday. Happy Psychic Saturday. Good night, Mary Ellen.